Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Who is this woman? Welcome everybody to Tent Talk. I'm Nancy McCready. It's great to be together for these episodes that are titled, Who is this woman? She is the bride of Jesus Christ. She is a virtuous woman, but she is a woman who is about to be tended to by her bridegroom. She is about to be brought into the fire of his love and the fire of his purity, and she is about to emerge on the world stage as she brings her bridegroom back into center stage, and he begins to take his seat in the city's gates all over this world. So stay with me over these next conversations and episodes. I look forward to it. Okay, who is this woman? So I am suggesting to you that the Proverbs 31 woman in the new covenant, uh, in the new life, as the new man uh, is speaking not only of a actual virtuous wife, but many commentaries will tell you that it is also a picture, uh, an incredible picture of the end-time victorious bride of Jesus Christ, who is full of strength, dignity, virtue, and grace. So hello everyone. Welcome to Tent Talk. I'm Nancy McCready. So glad that we're together today. I want to really provoke your thinking to get beyond just thinking gender roles. And let's all realize that men and women are the bride of Christ. Men and women are sons of God because we are spirit who has a soul, who lives in a body. And I'm certainly not saying that gender isn't important, but it is not your core identity. Your core identity is spirit. And of course, the enemy is wanting to cause tremendous chaos and confusion and get everybody trying to identify themselves uh, by gender or by a feeling, I feel like this, Um, rather than who we are in the Spirit. So who is this woman? Who is this phenomenal bride, this wife, this woman spoken of in Proverbs 31? She is the woman that we need to step forward, just like we need sons to manifest. And again, I can never repeat enough how important it is to take every single uh, word that is used in Scripture to describe who we are to the Godhead. We are a house, a temple to the Holy Spirit. We are a bride and we are brethren to Jesus. And the Word says He is not ashamed of us and to call us His brethren. Uh, And we are sons to the Father. And In every one of those familial uh, references, 
relational references is trying to express their desire and plan for how close they plan to be, how intimate, how one it is that they want to be. We must always remember this, that it is the very life of God within us that must be emerging, that must be being matured and developed. It must be flourishing within, between us and God first, privately, Uh, that we have decided we are his followers, we are his disciples, therefore we are his sons and his bride, and we are embracing them and their way of life, and we want to be a showing uh, of that, uh, that truly we would be able to say with Jesus, if you've seen us, you've seen our Father. Uh, If this woman uh, begins to step forward Uh, begins to function, begins to live and move and have her being in Him, Uh, she will definitely reveal Him. And the Word clearly says that she gives Him uh, a functional, true seat uh, in the city gates. So, I've got all week to talk about this, and I'm going to be weaving in also the distinctions of how when this woman begins to function, when sons begin to really step forward, uh, that it is in serious, intense grace. And grace works. You cannot read the Proverbs 31 woman and think that she is just some homebody who never opens her mouth, uh, you know, who just, you know, bakes bread. Nothing wrong with baking bread, but... I hope you're you're recognizing the stereotype, which is meant to stick her in a corner. Uh, and again, I am not talking about gender. I am talking about the male and female, the full expression of God himself in his church. And if ever the church needs to know who she is and who she is to him and begins to step forward in virtue and strength and bring honest gain to the kingdom of God, honest uh, increase and influence and authority, it is now. Whether you're in the U.S. of A., Afghanistan, Haiti, in Poland, in Austria, in Canada, wherever you are, This word needs to come to you and reverberate within and invigorate you to begin to see the church as she has always meant to be. So, in the remainder of today, I want to just read a little bit of Proverbs 31, and then I want to speak to uh, this Hebrew word. I don't know exactly how to say it, if it's kayil. K-H-A-Y-I-L, that is used to describe this virtuous wife, the bride of Christ. Now, in the Amplified Classic, verse 10 reads, A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. It goes on in verse 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her confidently and relies on and believes in her securely so that he has no lack of honest gain or need of dishonest spoil. 
Verse 12, she comforts, encourages, and does him only good as long as there is life within her. Verse 13, she seeks out wool and flax and works with willing hands to develop it. 14, she is like the merchant ships loaded with foodstuffs. She brings her household's food from a far country. She rises while it is yet night and gets spiritual food for her household and assigns her maids their tasks. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Now, I just stopped at verse 15. All right, because I get I get excited, okay? I get uh, so ready to share this. But here is what this Hebrew word for the virtuous wife, uh, this is what it means. It, it's that it really cannot, the, the commentaries say, it cannot be contained by one English equivalent word. I love that. She's far too magnificent. It's because of who her husband is. It's because of this life that is within her. So it doesn't originate with her. It originates with who she is one with, who she is married with. I can't wait to talk about the rest of this week, how God uh, says to us, he will not be married in name only. This oneness with this wife is going to be consummated, and you're going to be able to tell it by the way she walks and the way she lives and executes with a warlike energy uh, his executive and administrative will. You're going to see that this is why it's important that she not remain an angry woman and an unfaithful woman, having illicit love affairs with the world, as it says in James 4. This is why you're going to know that her muscles have to be developed. Right now, the church's muscles are very, very underdeveloped. See, she's going to have strong, filled hands. This woman is mighty. But it's all because of who she's married to. She's no longer married to the law. She is married to Jesus, the one who is filled with grace and ability and power that he 100% shares with her. Wake up, O sleeper. Awake, O woman of God. Awake, true church of God. All right, the meaning of this word cannot be contained by one English equivalent word. Uh, It is often used in connection with military prowess. Now, do not hear this as some militant uh, agenda, but hear it as military in its might and power. So this is a warring wife. This Hebrew word, kayil, K-H-A-Y-I-L. It can be translated mighty, translated wealthy, translated excellent, translated righteous, full of substance, integrity, abilities, and strength, and mighty like an army. And this wife, again, the commentaries tell us, this wife is a metaphor, is a picture for the last day's church, the virtuous overcoming bride of Jesus Christ. And it is, uh, oftentimes, this Hebrew word is often used to describe valiant men. This is how it was used in Exodus 18.21, where it is used for the mighty ones that Moses was commissioning as elders and leaders among the people. We've got to let it be what God has always meant for it to be. 
this is a woman of great worth because, my friends, the worth of something is what someone was willing to pay for it. The price paid for this woman was the blood of the Lamb of God, her bridegroom. And this is the woman that he is one with. And there is about to be a consummation. But that consummation, that true oneness, that true powerful, uh, stout, strong intimacy does not happen if she remains married to the law, if she remains angry and whoring herself uh, to get what she wants, if she remains weak because she's defiled in private, because she's unfortunately trusted in a goodness of her own, which God says is a filth. And so there is much that has to be uh, accomplished within her. And right now, you can rest assured, God is cleaning his house. He is flipping the house, my friends. He is flipping uh, the her very systems, her very way of operating, because he loves her. Hebrews 12 tells us that he disciplines those whom he loves. And that, of course, is in the great context of sonship. But you will also see a fire that is coming. And I have been telling many pastors and leaders that I'm working with that are willing to be these houses of abiding fire where it is in the hub, where it is in the guts of the house that is going to accomplish and and produce a people who are the living stones who are this bride in reality, in function, not just in teaching, not just in title, but in the functioning wife of God. This woman is powerful, and she is his church. And so I hope that you will stay with me in these next episodes as I attempt to bring forward some thoughts to encourage you, to provoke you, to uh, know yourself after the Spirit after the Spirit, be you male or female, know yourself after the Spirit, and to know yourself as who you are to the Godhead, to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. So this has been a little bit of our introduction today. You, my friends, as his bride, are a woman of great worth. He has paid for you because, again, Someone is only worth what someone is willing to pay. And God has paid to ransom and redeem you back. This is why Jesus came. To ransom and to redeem you back, and you are worth Jesus to him. This is your worth, my friends. It does not come from you just deciding, you know, to no longer listen to all the haters in your life, okay? Uh, this this comes from us finally, not just self-referencing and telling ourselves how awesome we are, but finally lining up with what God has said and what he has made us to be. Oh, my friends, we must hear this. We must yield to him so that he can accomplish it within us. And then we've got to function And we don't have time to just do this as a Bible study, as, you know, uh, wouldn't that be a nice topic to, to discuss? No, my friends, the clock is ticking. And though we are eternal, we live in time and space, and there are things that God wants to accomplish now. It's now that we need to let Him get us ready. 
We don't belong to any man. We belong to Jesus. We are his church. As people, as fivefold ministry gifts, all of that, and we'll talk about that maybe a little bit this week, we are those who are here to serve his wife. How you handle his wife is very important. She doesn't belong to you. She doesn't belong to me. She's not my money maker. Okay, she belongs to him. And it's our privilege to have any part of being her and then serving her. So let's get ready this week because who is this woman? She is his bride. And so we want to make sure that we're living and functioning as who we really are. So I love you all, and we will continue this over the next episodes. Share this with others. Uh, Please be willing. If it's true, give us a five-star rating for Tent Talk. Help us get the message out where more and more people can begin to hear this word and the true slow-fire process of real discipleship uh, can really begin to be activated in our lives. All right. I love you all. We will talk soon. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.